The Story of Disco. In association with tracksofmylife.com, the perfect gift for every occasion, my name is Keith Graham and this is The Story of Disco. Love it or hate it, disco was the main music genre of the mid-70s. But the guy whose name became, over the years, synonymous with disco was in fact absent during its heyday. Who was it? Well, I'll come to that a little later, so stay tuned to your favourite radio station for some great disco sounds, some familiar, some not so familiar, and even some you may never have heard of. But all of them are guaranteed to get your feet tapped. Disco, the genre, not to be confused with the venue which appeared years earlier, emerged from roots of the New York gay club scene. It evolved from the American R&B and soul music of the 60s, mixed with a little funk and some pretty impressive orchestrals. It was responsible for some of the best and sexiest dance tunes ever made. Disco was one of the great musical movements of the 1970s, until, that is, Saturday Night Fever effectively turned it into a parody of itself. One question that often comes up when discussing disco is the speculation on the early disco songs and trying to come to a conclusion of which song was actually the first disco track. Many tracks have been mentioned and there are many artists and tunes aspiring to be the first disco song and it is hard to choose just the one. There's a lot of great stuff that bridged the gap between the 60s and 70s R&B and the emerging disco scene. The first disco chart topper here in the UK was Rock the Boat by the Use Corporation who, incidentally, had to change the spelling of their name because of copyright reasons. The other one was an aeroplane manufacturer. So I'd like to know where you got the notion. Your touches thrilled me like the rush of the wind And your arms have held me safe from a rolling sea There's always been a quiet place to harbor you and me Our love is like a ship on the ocean Oh, I need to have the strength that flows from you 
However, many of the first disco tracks came, understandably, from the States, where the genre was born. But what many consider to be the first disco track came from a totally different and perhaps surprising continent. We'll hear that later. Gloria Gaynor's first success came in 1975 with the release of her album Never Can Say Goodbye, which established her as a disco artist. The first side of the album consisted of three disco tracks, Honey Bee, Never Can Say Goodbye and Reach Out, I'll Be There, with no breaks in between the songs. They call it a mix today. This 19-minute dance marathon proved to be enormously popular, especially at dance venues. All three songs were later released as singles and all of them became hits. The album was so instrumental in introducing disco music to the public that many later believed that Gloria had been the first artist to record disco. Here are those three, not, however, the original mix. Plus, bringing up the rear, an early bonus for you, the extended version of I Will Survive. Thank you. 
Here in the UK, R&B and soul was already a hit in many of the earlier discos that were often converted ballrooms. Although there were also numerous pubs and other venues that were keen to cash in on the phenomenon of young people actually having cash to spare. As R&B and soul evolved, it split into two directions. Part of it remained true to its original format, and it's still about today, although from this genre, Northern Soul also evolved, in the Northern clubs obviously, as the DJs searched for more and more obscure tracks. These clubs became famous in their own right. Whilst most of them no longer exist, the names live on to this day as revivals. The Torch, previously known as the Golden Torch in Stoke, Manchester's The Wheel, or The Twisted Wheel, Blackpool Mecca, and the Wigan Casino, to name but a few. Listening to the story of disco in association with tracksofmylife.com. Now, for what is considered by many to be the surprising first ever disco track. Influences came from everywhere for this new, rapidly evolving scene of danceable music for all the emerging discotheques. DJs became influential in discovering new, exciting sounds from all over the world. Like, for example, African Manu Dibango and his Soul Makosa. (laughs) 
Many R&B bands suffered the transition from gospel through R&B to disco quite well. The Impressions are a group from Chicago, originally formed in 1958. The repertoire includes gospel, R&B and, yes, you've guessed it, disco. With compositions which feature an increasingly social and political awareness, including 1965's major hit and the group's best-known song, the gospel-influenced People Get Ready. Here's an example of two of their tracks, separated by a decade, and what you can do if you really try. People get ready, there's a train a coming. You don't need no baggage, you just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the dealers humming. Don't need no ticket, you just thank the train to Jordan Picking up passengers coast to coast Faith is the key Open the doors and bowl There's hope for all Among those love the most And always try to understand. 
And don't forget to give her respect. And then you can demand respect. Another band who did well, with or without Smokey Robinson, was The Miracles. The Miracles, known from 1965 to 72 as Smokey Robinson and The Miracles, from Detroit, Michigan, were the first successful group of Benny Gordy's Tamla Motown Records. 
The Miracles went on to be one of Motown's signature acts of the 1960s. 26 Miracle songs reached the top 10 of the Billboard Rhythm and Blues singles chart, including four R&B number ones. 16 of the Miracle songs charted within the top 20 of the Billboard Top 100, with seven songs charting in the top 10. With I Second That Emotion in 1967 and 1975's Love Machine reaching the coveted number one spot. This is their transition from soul to disco with I Second That Emotion and the disco hit Love Machine.
Love him or hate him, few can deny Michael Jackson's place in disco history, albeit a little late. In fact, for most of the disco era, Jacko was silent. Right at the beginning, we heard him and his brothers with Rockin' Robin, but we had to wait for the next one until 1979, when Michael, now in his own, released Don't Stop Till You Get Enough as the debut single from the Off The Wall album. By then, it was all over, barring the chanting.
to take a look at the sound of Philadelphia. Formed by legendary songwriters Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff in 1971, Philadelphia International Records was a rival to Barry Gordy and Motown. Philadelphia, or Philly Soul, sometimes called the Philadelphia Sound, or Sweet Philly, sounds like a cheese, was a style of soul music characterised by funk influences and lush instrumental arrangements, often featuring sweeping strings and piercing horns. As a note, so to speak, the subtle sounds of a glockenspiel can often be heard as well in the background of Philly songs. In 1974, MFSB began recording as a name act for the Philadelphia International label. TSOP, or The Sound of Philadelphia, was the first and most successful single. Released in March 1974, it picked at number one on the Billboard Top 100 and R&B charts. TSOP was influential in establishing the disco sound. It also featured a girl band who were to become a royal favourite. No prizes for guessing who.
that was MFSB featuring the Three Degrees. The next one is the Three Degrees featuring MFSB. Mephitism, perhaps, but it works so, so well. The Three Degrees were formed in 1963. Although always fronted by a three-person lineup, obviously, there's been a number of personnel changes and a total of 15 women that represented the group and the Three Degrees carry on to this very day. The trio, tagged by the media as royal favourites, referring to Prince Charles, of course, were the first girl group to top the UK singles charts since the Supremes in 1964. They're best known for their million-selling 1974 hit song, When Will I See You Again? Jays had their first hit with Lonely Drifter in 1963. In spite of the record's success, the group was considering quitting the music business until Gamblin' Huff took an interest in them. 
With them, the OJs emerged at the forefront of the Philadelphia soul sound with Backstabbers in 1972. What they do, they smile in your face. All the time they want to take your place, the Backstabbers. Backstabbers, they smile in your face. were one of the most popular Philadelphia soul groups in the 1970s. Their repertoire included soul, R&B, doo-wop and disco. Founded in the early 1950s as the Charmaines, the group is most noted for several hits between 1972 and 76. Something went wrong We loved each 
in the 60s and 70s. They were one of the first groups to have hits under the direction of Gamblin' Huff. They had major influence on the development of Philadelphia soul to boot. Until the day you die She taught me 
from the 1976 debut album by Billy Ocean. Now that was his hit single, Love Really Hurts Without You. There are others on the same album, including L.O.D., that's Love on Delivery, and Stop Me If You've Heard It All Before. All three songs appeared in the UK singles chart in 1976. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Yeah. Moving, doing it, you know. Yeah. Can I count it off? Yeah. One, two, three, four. At the top of the show, I said disco was responsible for some of the best and sexiest dance music ever made. Remember? Well, if you're in your late 30s or early 40s, the chances are that you were conceived whilst one of the next few tracks were playing. Or one very similar. Disgusting thoughts, isn't it? Johnny Bristol produced and co-wrote the final singles for both Diana Ross and the Supremes and Smokey Robinson and the Miracles before each group lost its namesake lead singer. But he's probably most famous for his raunchy Hang On In There Baby in 
Dennis Summers was trained as a gospel singer prior to getting toothache in the studio in 1975. Honest, she claimed the grounds you hear are the results of toothache. Here's the extended mix to prolong the agony.
they had to be there, the Lerb Walrus himself, who was five times Grammy winner and known for his rich bass voice and romantic image. No, not me, but you've guessed it, Barry White. And his greatest success came in the 70s with the Love Unlimited Orchestra. They crafted many enduring soul, funk and disco songs and one or two babies as well.
Cheryl Lynn's singing career began when she was a young girl with her church choir. However, her professional singing career started during 1976 when she obtained a job as a backing vocalist for the national touring company of the musical drama The Wiz. Lynn later released her first and best-known song, Got To Be Real, which was composed by keyboardist Dave Page of the band Toto, David Foster and Lynn herself. The songs scored number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100 record chart and number 1 on the Rhythm and Blues chart.
listening to part one of the story of disco in association with tracksofmylife.com. In the next show, we'll be hearing from Edwin Starr and Stevie Wonder, plus a whole host of British and international disco artists. Lots to boogie to, so check your favourite radio station schedule for the next show. The Story of Disco was produced, compiled and presented by Keith Graham. Copyright tracksofmylife.com 2014. That's the way